0: Welcome to The Saint Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring hope to the people of East London and I'm praying that you would feel so encouraged by this week's talk. A reading from Psalm 146. and says this, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes and human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Let's welcome up Nate as he comes to share with us today.
1: Hey everyone, how's everyone doing? You good? Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, well, welcome, um, especially if this is your first time. It's time my name's Nate. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, I'm married to Chelsea. Uh, yeah. So th- this um, this month, we are going to be talking um, about the Psalms. We're going to be looking at different aspects of the, the Book of Psalms. And the series is going to be called uh, Se- Songs for Every Season. And... Um, Yeah, the Psalms are basically a collection of poems, prayers, and songs. Um, Some are of praise, and some are of lament. And uh, essentially, praise, uh, which I'm going to be looking at today, is declaring the goodness of God. It's expressing it um, out loud. And this... um, this time last week, we were all uh, in the big top together at Focus, 9,000 people, uh, simultaneously praising and thanking God, worshiping Him, and giving Him all the glory. Uh, and that, that's, um, that's what I'm going to be speaking on how to praise God. And so, my hope for this message is that it will challenge us, that it will help us praise God uh, here in church on a Sunday, but also throughout the week. Um, so if you're taking notes, I'm going to be looking at three things. Why we praise, what happens when we praise, and how to praise. Why we praise, what happens when we praise, and how to praise. Does that sound all right? You're good? Great. So before I do that, why don't I just pray really quick. Father, thank you that we get to gather here um, as a church, that we get to worship you freely. Uh, God, and I just pray right now, would you be speaking to us? Um, Would you speak through uh, my own sort of brokenness, Lord? And uh, would you be, um, yeah, would people just leave here today um, having met with you and feeling challenged? And uh, yeah, we pray this in your name. Amen. So um, about 10 years ago, I I lived in Canada. Do we have any Canadians in the room? Tumbleweed. That's all right. We love the Canadians. (laughs) So, so I lived in, in Canada uh, for a year, about 10 years ago, and I lived like proper far north, like where there's like six months of winter. It's like, if you've seen like Game of Thrones, it's like north of the wall. It's, um, it's pretty far north, like minus 40. You know what I mean? Like snow, that, the height of your, your roof, your house. And so their winter sports is a really big thing. And uh, there was one thing I really wanted to do while I was there. I was like, I want to go ice climbing. Has anyone been ice climbing before? No, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually a guy here this morning who had been ice climbing. I was quite surprised. But um, so I sign up with these guys to go ice climbing. And they take me way out into the middle of nowhere. And um, I'm like, well, I have to do it. When else am I ever going to climb, you know, a frozen mountain or whatever it is, and uh, so we get out there, and we get to this frozen waterfall, and it's about the height of this, like, ceiling, and I'm like, all right, come on, here we go, so he hand these guys, and I think they assumed that I'd done it before. They had a lot of confidence in me, which was sort of unsettling, so they hand me these pickaxes and, like, the, the shoes with, like, the clips on them, and they're like, all right, let's go. I'm like, all right. And uh, it, was, um, it was a bit of a challenge. It was, it, it was quite easy to start off with. But by the end of it, it was like, like 90 degrees. Like I have no upper body strength. They were literally like hauling me up. I'm just sort of like, you know. But, but by the time we get to the top, it was absolutely worth it. It was just absolutely stunning. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, ice road truckers or, like, any of those sort of shoes, like, way out in the middle of nowhere. The tundra, the frozen tundra, frozen lakes. It was that, but 200 feet in there. It was unbelievable. It was, like, took my breath away. It was insane. It really took my breath away whenever I looked down, and there was about that much of a ledge and, like, a 200-foot drop down the bottom of a waterfall. But I don't know if um, you've ever experienced moments in worship that, like, take your breath away. There's like, oh, you're just like lost in wonder and awe. It's like, it feels like you're on top of a mountain with God. Uh, it doesn't happen to me all the time, but whenever it does, it, like I just want to stay there forever. I'm like, God, can I just live here forever, please? But sometimes we can fall into the trap that if we don't feel like that during worship, like we're doing something wrong, like... Like, have I not got, like, the recipe right for how to worship? And, uh, like, you know, one plus one equals two. And then I get, like, a nice feeling from God, like, a nice fuzzy feeling. Maybe we have, like, some, some secret sin in our lives that we're not feeling God. Like, but I just want to, like, challenge that today. Mike Pilavachi, who leads um, Soul Survivor Church at Walford, he's actually come to speak at Renaissance. I'm so pumped. He says this. He says, mountaintops, like, mountaintop moments with God are important for us. They inspire us. They help us experience God in new ways. And they help us see where God is leading us. But he says this, nothing grows on top of mountains. I don't know if you've ever seen like a picture of like the summit of Everest. Like nothing's gonna be growing up there. Do you know what I mean? But up there, it's like, it's like oh, wow, look at this. It's incredible. Wow. But what he says is where stuff grows is in the valleys. It's in the day-to-day in the mundane life. So my first point is this, why we praise. And um, if we get the words up on screen, it says it's verse six. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. The God who created the heavens and the earth is infinitely powerful and infinitely creative. And I don't know if any of you saw um, recently in the news, this like James Webb telescope like this new telescope, we can see like as the furthest into space, the deepest into space they've ever been able to see before. And I think an image is going to come up on screen in a second. It's like the deepest they've ever been able to see into space. And this is like just a tiny like speck of like looking at the grander scheme. God created all this, billions of galaxies, billions of stars, billions of planets, solar systems, you name it. God created all this in the vast universe. And there's this throwaway line in Genesis where it's like God created the sun and the moon and he also made the stars. Like, oh yeah, I'll just throw those in. Just sprinkle them in. Like he just did it. He's God, he's vast, he's all powerful. And that's one of the reasons why we worship him. It's like, because he's God. He's like, like, to him we're we're like nothing. We're like a breath. You know, in the Psalms it says that we're like but a breath to God. But the text also says this about God. In Psalm one, four, six, it says, it's "Verse seven: He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But He frustrates the plans of the wicked." As well as God being vast Creator God that you know creates the universe. It says that he also cares about our needs and he provides for them. Like, does that mess with anyone's mind? It certainly does mine. I, I, don't, I just don't get it. Like, why? Why would you bother with us, God? <laughs> you know? Another photo's gonna come up on screen. Um, this is Charlie Mackesy's prodigal son statue. We actually have one, a statue, this same statue just in prodigal square like opposite here just check it out but jesus tells the story of um the prodigal son if you haven't heard it before in the bible and um it's basically the story of a disobedient son who asks his father for his share of his inheritance and he goes off to another land and squanders it all becomes bankrupt and he crawls back to his father hoping that he'll just at least be able to be like a slave to his father But it says this in the story, while the son was still far off, the father saw him and he ran towards him with open arms and he embraced him. And he holds him like this. I I love this sculpture. Like the the son is like limp almost. And the father's just scooping him up and holding him in his embrace. This is the God that we worship. What do you think about when you think of God? A.W. Tozer says this, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. I'm just going to read that again. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. God isn't some distant deity that who's insecure and needs our like, praise and worship to like, get through his day. In Jesus, we see the full representation of God, the full nature and character of God. We see the God who created the heavens and the earth, humbling himself, taking on human flesh and bone, becoming like us, being crucified for us and by us. Jesus shows us God's nature and that is one of humility and sacrificial love. Jesus also models us the way in which we're meant to address God. He teaches us how to pray. And what, what, does he, what does he say? Our Father. That's how we're meant to address God. So why do we praise? Because that, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he loves us, he scoops us up in his arms, wants to, he loves us so much, he wants to have a relationship with us. how might you praise God this week? Giving thanks in the good moments and in the challenging, in the mountaintop moments of your week and in the valleys of your week. Praise is not just something we do here on a Sunday. Please don't think it is. It really is. It's not just, you know, coming here and singing some like contemporary, you know, Christian pop songs. It's like praise is a heart posture to God. It's how we live our life towards God and towards others how might you praise God this week? My second point is this. What happens when we praise? Verse five is gonna come up. It says this, blessed are those, blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the name, or is the Lord their God. Those who praise God are blessed. It sounds really simple, right? Whatever we declare how, God, how good God is, it's good for us. But how many of you know that if we only praise God when we felt like it, we probably wouldn't praise God that much? Maybe that's just me. Hopefully, hopefully, if it's not just me. If we look at our weeks, actually, you know, most of the time we're, we're stressed, we're tired, we're busy, we're rushing from thing to thing, meeting to meeting, social event to social event. We get to church on a Sunday and it's like, oh, please don't like require anything else of me. Like, I'm just so tired. Like, can I just sit in a corner and just sit and bask and just soak in in the presence of God? So we're left with this predicament. We know that if we praise God, it's good for us. We want to praise God because he loves us and we love him and he's vast and he's deserving of all of our praise. But when it comes down to it, we're often so tired or stressed or hurt or burnt out or angry or we just don't feel like praising you know what are we to do in order to live a blessed life scripture says we need to praise God and to praise God even when we don't feel like it we need to learn how to push past our immediate discomfort and our immediate emotions so um I love cycling. Do we have any cyclists in the room? Any keen cyclists? Oh, wow. Strong Hackney contingent. (laughs) Love that. And I I particularly love cycling up hills. Any amens? Oh, we've got a couple. All right. Some of you are like, dude, you're like, you're preaching to the wrong guy. I'm also making myself sound really sporty. I'm actually not. These are like my two like sermon sports stories that are getting rolled out this year. They'll, they'll come back around next year. Like, I'm not that sporty, I promise. Um, but there's something about like, seeing a challenging hill that gets me going. I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you. I got you. And a few weeks ago, I was, um, I was out cycling, and I was cycling up this really, really steep hill. And um, in my heart, I'm like, I'm not going to quit. I got this. I'm going to get to the top. I'm not going to stop. I'm like, push my bike up like I used to, you know, sometimes. I'm going to get up this this hill. and But my body, on the hand, was like screaming. It's like, please stop. Oh, what are you doing to me? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? This is awful. Um, and I eventually made it to the top. Um, and I was like, yeah, come on. But my body was like, oh, yeah. You put me through that punishment. How about a bit of vom? And so I'm like literally standing like in the middle of like this like busy road, just like, I didn't throw up, but I was like, I was, I was close to it. <laughs> Sorry, way too much information. <laughs> it sounds really weird, right? But for me, cycling is kind of like a spiritual discipline. In those moments of pain, I feel like I'm, I'm training my will to be stronger than the discomfort that my body is experiencing and going through. Does that make sense? And it's so easy to let the things in life that scream the loudest have the final say. Be it tiredness, discomfort, temptations, hurts, our dreams, our desires. Becky Pepper says this, whatever controls us is our Lord. We do not control ourselves. We are controlled by the Lord of our lives. What is the Lord of, of your life? What is the Lord of your life? What is the deepest and most desperate desire of your heart? Is it money? Is it to be wealthy, to be rich? Is it, or is it, just, is it just to you know not have to worry? Is it a relationship, to get married? Is it a job, a career, a promotion? Maybe it's to be in control. Maybe it's to have power or to be in a position of authority. Maybe it's sex. Maybe it's fame. Maybe it's Instagram followers or TikTok followers. I don't know. What are you putting your hope in? What's become the Lord of your life? There's this really old church document called the Westminster Catechism. And it says this. It says, the chief end of man, which basically means the meaning of life. Is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. The purpose, the meaning of life, is to glorify God, as in to praise God and enjoy Him forever. Like this isn't like a one-way thing. Like we get something, but we enjoy Him forever. So whether you've been a Christian your whole life, or maybe you've just walked into church today and you're like, I don't know what's going on. There's this guy on stage talking about being sick. Like it's a bit weird. God is inviting you to enjoy him forever. He's inviting you into a relationship with him. What are the things that are getting in the way of that today? What's become the lord of your life instead of God? Can I encourage you to bring it to God like right now? Like just as as I'm still just like just chatting away, bring it to God in your heart. What are the things that like I've put before you, God? I'm really sorry. I want to turn away from that. Offer it back to him and ask for his help. I wonder if the worship team want to, want to come back up. Um, there's hope I'm coming into land soon. Point three is how we praise. Romans 12 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, amen, by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We are called to worship God with every part of our bodies, every part of our lives, both how we worship on a Sunday, Sunday, but also every other moment of our lives. There was this amazing story from Focus. Um, We we got some people to come up on the last day and share just encouraging stories. And um, there's this couple, I'm not sure where they were from, somewhere in England. And they they only recently started coming to church. They they had a young baby as well. They wandered in thinking church was like a cafe and they really liked it. So they stuck around and then they ended up like giving their lives to Jesus and um, somehow, and then they're like at Focus, um, and, and so while they are <laughs> focused the the husband told this story he's like I, I really want to worship like with my whole body like I want to like throw my hands in the air and worship but like me and my wife haven't really had that chat so it's a bit awkward you know I, do, I, I don't want to like put my hands up and she's like oh check you out you know like but but like during worship he's like no you know what I'm just going to do it like I, I it feels like like I'm not fully worshiping God. Like I feel like I gotta get, I gotta worship with my, my body. And so he plucks up the courage during one of the songs, and he just like closes eyes and chucks his hands in the air, and he's just worshiping away. And uh, as he's worshiping, he thinks, "Oh, I wonder what my wife's doing." And he has a wee cheeky peek at the side, and he's like, and he turns around, and she's hands in the air, eyes closed, just worshiping God. And I just thought that was so amazing. That his boldness in worship encouraged other people to worship, encouraged someone else, his wife, to encounter Jesus in a new and fuller way. There's this this story in the Old Testament of Moses, and uh, he goes up on top of this hill, and the Israelites are fighting the Amalekite army. And whenever he lifts his hands in the air, the Israelites are winning, but whenever he drops his hands because they get tired they start losing. So he brings his mates, Aaron, and, and her with him. And whenever his arms got tired, they would hold up his arms for him. And eventually they won the battle. He kept his arms raised by the help of his friends. In our individualistic culture, we can forget the great value that the church is to each of us. And when I say the church, I mean like the people sitting next to you on your left and your right. When we gather together to worship, we actually help each other to worship in new ways. We help lead each other up the mountain. As we've talked about, it's all too easy to be ruled by our emotions. I'm not feeling it today. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stand with my arms crossed or my hands in my pockets because I don't really like this song. I mean, I tell you the truth, there's some Sundays I come in here and I'm feeling tired. I'm like, oh, Lord, is this really what you're calling me to do to worship you with like my whole life, my whole body? But in those moments, I find that my body almost leads me. Whenever I throw my hands in the air and be like, God, I'm super tired, but I know that you're good. I'm going to praise you regardless. I find it, it moves my heart. a few weeks ago I was on the front row and um, it was during the time of worship and um, a guy called Gavin he's one of our he's on the worship team here, he's an absolute legend he was standing next to me and he doesn't I haven't even spoken to him like this but he was um, he was worshipping away like he was going for it and I was quite tired I was like yeah I was worshipping too That that sound weird? Um, I, was, I was praising to you. Know, I was going for it, but Gavin was going for it. He was like, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We worship you. Singing in tongues, prophesying. I'm like, all right, Gavin's going in. I'm in too. And so I joined in and I felt like I was getting like, come on. I was getting fired up. This is what we can do to other people. We can bless other people. We can be a blessing to other people if we can move past our discomfort, move past the the nervousness of like actually surrendering our whole lives to God and worshiping with our bodies and with all of our heart. Can we commit to gathering together here on a Sunday and leaning in each week? Can we worship with our whole bodies, arms raised high, both here on a Sunday and through a week? Maybe it's in work. How do you worship with your body and work? How do you, like with with the words that you say, how you speak about people, the things you put into your body, the things you watch? Like how can you worship God and honour God with all of your life? How can we help our brothers and sisters sat next to us? How can we help each other, lead each other up the mountain to encounter God in new ways? God, who created the universe, loves you. He stands waiting to run towards you with open arms. God wants to be the only Lord of your life. He wants to bless you. We're going to respond. If you're able, would you be up for standing? and we're going to respond together. I don't know if you feel like you're on top of a mountain with God, like you're just walking in your stride. You're like rhythm of worship and praising God's good. Or maybe you feel like you're just slugging it out in the valleys. Like it's been a really tough two years, COVID and everything else that's going on. Either way, God wants to meet you today. He wants to show you his love. And I, I wonder, I, in a second, I'm going to pray a prayer of inviting the Holy Spirit to come and meet with us. But I wonder before we do that, could, could we respond with our bodies and, and open up our arms? This, there's nothing religious about this, but this is like this is what, like what, what I spoke about. like it's our bodies helping lead us. Could we open up our arms and say, "God, I'm open to you?" I feel uncomfortable, I feel the discomfort, I feel the awkwardness. And let me just pray, come Holy Spirit, would you come and meet with us? Would you refresh us where we feel dry and weary? Where we feel burdened, Lord? Thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, Jesus. Would you fill us afresh today, we pray.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's talk. If you'd like to find out more, give or connect with us, visit our website, saint.church. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.